You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Mike check one, two, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hunting Gear Podcast. I had to think for a second what podcast I was recording. This is the Hunting Gear Podcast. Um, I'm juiced up today on caffeine, lots of coffee this morning. Uh, it is cold outside, huge cold uh, front that's technically working its way through Iowa right now. So I know that uh, today I'm recording this on Halloween and I will have this episode launched probably November 2nd. But uh, what I'm going to be doing today, anyway, beside this dumb you know, review that I'm going to do, and I say dumb because I'm going to compare it to what's coming up, and that's my rutcation hunts. And so uh, it's uh, November 30th, or October 30th, which was yesterday, my number one target daylighted. And that jacks me up. Now, I can't act on it because I live three hours away from this farm. And and um, I'm hoping that he sticks around because I'm thinking that I did want to give um, another buck a shot uh, first right off the bat this, uh, this upcoming week, but he hasn't showed up. This other buck has, and I think I'm going to go right after him. And I don't know, we'll see... We'll see what happens. Anyway, um, today we're going to be doing a review on, it's just a personal review, on some of the, the newer products that I have uh, re- received or purchased over that I've used over the last, um, so far this year. And, you know, uh, there's some archery accessories that we're going to be talking about, boots, we're going to be talking about Huntworth and some other clothing um, that that I've uh, used. And so this it's going to be a real quick review, not a, a long podcast, hopefully something you guys consume on your way to the tree stand or if you're in a car driving for about, you know, 30, 40 minutes or something like that. That's what that's what the goal of this podcast is today. Uh, before we do, though, oh, that's what I was going to talk about. This is also a commercial, uh, but it's also uh, about Code Blue Sense. I'm going to write that down here, and I'm going to talk. I'm going to do a commercial, but this commercial is also a review. Um, all right. So, f- 
first off is Code Blue Sense, right? They're a partner of this podcast. Um, they do pay me to, you know, promote their products on on the on the podcast here. But I will say this. Um, they have a full lineup of scent elimination products. Like if you're into the sprays, uh, deodorants, laundry detergents, things like that. Then they also have a full lineup of like deer scents, um, synthetic and real. They have tarsal glands. They have sprays, uh, mock scrape kits. That's the thing I want to review real quick. And um, now I had, I had Troy Pottinger on the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast a while ago, and he's like the king of mock scrapes. And I want I wanted to talk to him about how to do it. And and after talking to him, I was kind of rushed when I was setting setting up my mock scrape. So I don't feel like they've worked like I've wanted them to. Although I have one, two, three, three cameras right now that don't have any. Um, uh, three mock scrapes that don't have any cameras over them. They're more of in a, how do I put this? They're in, they're in kill sets, right? So they're in a location where I can shoot them from a tree stand. So I, I don't have that kind of information, but on the mock scrapes that I've used the code blue sense orbital glands on, I uh, orbital gland scent. I will say that I have seen both bucks and, and does investigate the the rope-a-dope system that hangs down from the tree. Um, and then I ran out of the ropes, and I've put some orbital scent above some deer-made scrapes. And I was in the tree stand earlier this month, or, well, it would have been early in mid-October, the second week of October, I, I went out and ended up watching a younger buck lick off and rub his face and antlers and everything into the orbital uh, gel, orbital gland gel that I put on this scrape, uh, or excuse me, this rub, and then also a, uh, a licking branch on the on the scrape. And two bucks did that that night. And so I'm like, hmm, maybe this is something that I need to pay more attention to and take more serious as far as maybe wearing rubber gloves or things like that. But also, I have a couple, um, I do have a cell cam over top of a, um, a mock scrape that I made with the rope-a-dope system. And I'll say this, man, a lot of does are investigating it. I have had a couple bucks also investigate it. They're not going crazy on it, like actually rubbing their antlers on it. They're more of, it's got their attention. They're sniffing it. They're, they're uh, I can't necessarily tell from the pictures if they're making a scrape, but they're definitely investigating it and definitely bringing them in within shooting range of this mock scrape. So uh, take that however you want to take it. I, I think that's a good thing. And so as I continue to try to do this whole mock scrape thing, I'm definitely going to be uh, diving into orbital gland, like the orbital gland scent, probably wearing rubber gloves, being way, maybe rubber boots, way more scent savvy uh, when it comes to creating these, uh, uh, creating these mock scrapes. So I will say this though, Code Blue does have a discount code out and it is NFC20 and that is going to be uh, 20% off of any purchase 
uh, for code blue. So code blue sense.com NFC two zero is the discount code. All right. So I just got back from a week long hunt in Western South Dakota, chasing mule deer. Um, also a couple, I think I've sat three times here in Iowa for whitetails and I have a couple products that I would like to talk about right now. And, and they're good things. All of these are good things. I, I haven't had a product yet this year or in the last couple of years because I really don't change my products a lot uh, that that if they're bad, I just don't use them, right? I, I don't continue to use something that makes me uncomfortable or less confident in my, my approach to hunting or my shot. So um, I just don't use them and then I don't talk about them. So if, if I talk about something, it's because I like it and it's because it's good. So first things first, and I'm going to start, go back to this summer and it's a thumb release. It's called the, it's a thumb release from true fire. And this thumb release from true fire, I'll be completely honest with you. The only reason I started using it is because I couldn't find my wrist release and I had to get a new string set up this year for my bow. Uh, I had shot my string for, or that string for two or three years. So it was time for me to get a new string. And I couldn't find my release when they went, my wrist release that I always used when I went to go set it up. So I got this, this uh, Synapse thumb release. And it's not cheap. It's 200, you know, I look at it, I look at 230 bucks is not cheap. But I will say there are a lot of things that I like about a, a thumb release. Um, I feel at full draw that I am more stable with a thumb release than with a wrist release. That's just me, right? I feel like there's definitely a lot of stability. I feel like I can hold my anchor points. Um, and I was shooting really good with my bow after moving to this thumb release. After um, I did have to move my peep sight. Uh, and I, I ended up getting rid of my kisser button. So that's, uh, there were some adjustments there that I had to make, make, um, I feel like my arm is a little bent at, uh, my front arm is a little bent and I was shooting lights out. The only reason now that I'm not shooting lights out is because I'm, I'm going through a, some shoulder, a, a shoulder problem, and it's not allowing me to hold full draw for a long period of time. Like I can draw back, set my point, and then go. And uh, but anything after that, my my shoulder's weak, and I can't can't stabilize it. So after the hunting season is over, I'm going to be going to either some some physical therapy or. Uh, getting an MRI to potentially have surgery on, on my shoulder. So there's information to come on that, but very, you know, very simple, man. Um, it's a thumb release. There's lots of adjustments on it. Um, you can move the, the actual trigger part of it forward or back to your liking. I only have, uh, three fingers and a thumb on my right hand that I use on that. And this is a, th a three finger grip. So, the trigger I have angled back a little bit more like it would be if I had, you know, full, a full set of fingers on my hand. And so this allows me to slide the release back into my good fingers where my middle finger is now where the a normal index finger would be. And it's, 
pretty good, man. Um, I can squeeze it off very well. You can adjust the tension in it to be really light or like me, I like an, I like a really strong pull so that if I bump it, it's not going to, nothing's going to happen. I have to be, I have to be the force that applies the pressure to the release. And so it's just, it's just something that I've kind of, that I've been using, uh, this, I started using it this summer when I got a new string, (laughs) excuse me. And I really like it. And so I'm going to continue, I'm going to continue to use it, uh, this year and, uh, explore thumb, more thumb releases uh, in the future. Um, so, uh, you can go check that out at looks like faradine.com products and then snaps S Y N A P S E dash thumb dash release. That's the, um, that's the thumb release. All right. Uh, next thing I want to talk about X out of this. The next thing I want to talk about is crispy. Okay. And so crispy boots have been a staple Ever since I've really moved away from using rubber boots, uh, I do not like rubber boots. Uh, they're clunky. Um, they, I feel like in colder weather, it traps the moisture in the boot. And when the rubber gets cold, then the air inside also gets cold and your feet eventually get cold. I don't care how much insulation that there is on, on uh, these rubber boots. I've just... You know, and it's not comfortable, especially if you're trying to saddle hunt in a big pair of Alpha Burley Pros. They just take up so much room on your feet. That's why I've gone with non-insulated boots or very, very little insulated boots and um, and boot covers. Uh, I use Arctic Shield boot covers. So in the past, I have and so my previous two boots were the Thor. Um, the GTX 340 bucks. These boots are, I would recommend these boots to anyone at any time for any style of hunting, maybe uh, unless it's in the swamps. Uh, right. I mean, they are, they are fairly waterproof. Uh, I had my last pair for five years. They have now turned into like yard work boots because they've over the years, the waterproofing is kind of, uh, worn out of them. And so what I did was I power washed them. I dried them. And then I sprayed every year I would spray uh, water uh, sealant or boot, boot waterproofing over top of them. And that did its job for the last couple, you know, the last couple years, but now the soles after five years of heavy use, the soles have started to crack and it was time for a new boat or uh, a new boat, uh, a new boot. Um, but I will say this, that the, the Thors are a badass boot. And the only reason that I did not get another Thor, uh, boot is because when I went to Shields to go and, uh, get a new pair of Thors, they did not have them in my size. And so I, and I procrastinated so long that I, I needed a boot and I needed it that day. And so I decided I wanted to, um, go with a different, so I said, Hey, I'll just go with what you have. Okay. Um, and, and ultimately I tried on a whole bunch of boots. I even tried on some Kenetrex. Uh, I tried on some Danners. I tried on some, uh, what's Danner, uh, Irish setters, 
I tried in on a variety of boots just to see what else there was. And I ended up going with the crispy Colorado two. Now the crisp compared to the Thor, the Colorado is I I'm going to say a little bit beefier of a boot. There's a little bit more support. Um, it has a Vibram, it has a Vibram sole. And let me go back here to the, the Thor. I think the Thor, yeah, the Thor doesn't have the Vibram um, sole, but they both have, let me, let me pull back up the Colorado here again. They both have um, like a, 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 a like the Gore the Gore-Tex Performant Comfort Footwear lining, um, a couple of them have uh, the the Thor says has some waterproofing in it, but uh, I believe so does the so does the Colorado. The Colorado cost three eighty five, and I'm just looking on the Crispy website right now. Uh, I feel like I feel like the the Colorado is a little bit beefier of a boot. I feel like the sole is the. Um, the sole of the boot is stiffer, um, so it. I, I felt like it was a really good, solid boot. I think there was a little bit more flex in the Thors, but I really liked having the deep ankle, uh, the deep ankle loop to where you can really support the ankle on this Colorado. And man, it's just an overall really good boot. And when I was out in Western South Dakota for the last week, huffing and puffing and, and going up some terrain and sliding on some loose gravel and all that stuff that they got out there, man, this boot performed very well. I, I paired it with a, a pair of alpaca, um, Altera alpaca uh, socks. It was the Prevail and my feet didn't get cold. They, uh, there was a couple mornings where I put on my boot covers, even out, you know, glassing on top of a a big ridge or something like that. Uh, and that kept, those kept my, uh, feet fairly, you know, they kept my feet warm when I'm moving around. Uh, even when it was, you know, with wind chill, it was below zero for two days and I wore the same boot and the same sock. And when I'm moving around there, there didn't seem to be any issues, but when I would sit still, Obviously, uh, my feet would start to cool off a little bit, but for the most part, uh, this definitely, definitely highly recommend the crispy Colorado, man. I absolutely love that boot. I also, uh, highly recommend the, the Thor as well. Both boots are badass. I think one's the, the Colorado's just, like I said, a little bit beefier of a, of a boot and, I like the more like I love companies like crispy because they really take pride in, you know, I've talked to some people that work for them. I've had them on the podcast before and they really take pride in their, their products. And I've never, this is a product that I know a lot of guys have used. I know a lot of guys who really like uh, crispy boots and i've i've heard very little negative things about about the this company as a whole any of their products um and so if you know i high, i know there's other boot companies out there that do that, that make similar boots or do similar jobs but I, i'm going to say this man um it's going to be hard 
for me to pull away from a crispy boot moving forward just because I trust I trust the boot. Uh, I trust the manufacturer. I trust the product. Um, and, and when a pair of boots has lasted me five years, the previous pair lasted me five years, that's five years. Uh, there's a couple elk hunts in there. That's uh, five years of going to uh, Western hunts, sometimes two Western hunts. That's five years of climbing up tree stands. Uh, that's five years of scouting, shed hunting, hiking, and um, just overall an excellent, uh, excellent, excellent product. So um, huge, and and the whole thing, the whole thing about boots and socks, right? Obviously, a boot can mean nothing without a good sock, and a good sock can mean nothing without a good boot, right? So really, those two products go hand in hand, and um, and the combination that I have right now. Uh, I'm very confident in. Uh, I was going to say something else about about crispy, but um, yeah, man, really, really good, really good product. Highly recommend. All right, there's there's the the other product. Now, this this year so far has been the um, first year that I've ever um, dove into Huntworth. Now. Full disclosure, they are a partner on the Nine Finger Chronicles side of this, not the hunting gear side of this. So I'm able to talk like it's 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 a good product. I just want there to be some clarity that I uh, again, I'm not going to say anything real bad about about this. There's not a lot to say bad based off of the the wear and tear that I've already put on these products. But I just wanted to let you know that take a sip of coffee here. All right, here's the deal. Um, first, I'm, I'm always hesitant to try new clothing because over the past, I want to say six years, I've really curated um, a layering system that I feel works very well for my body type. Um, like I get hot real quick and then I get cold almost even faster when I'm sitting in a tree stand or when I'm walking. Uh, and so I feel like for me, being able to have a garment that really regulates that type of um, body type is very important, right? It definitely has to be moisture wicking because even in negative 20 degrees or you know, negative temperatures, I am walking up a big hill, I'm a big dude, I'm going to sweat a little bit. And so, you know, it's very important for me, especially in colder temps, that that moisture gets away from my body as fast as possible. And a lot of that education, uh, how I've learned how to deal with that also has come from when, like how to layer. And what I mean by that is not wearing all the layers at one time, but when to shed a layer, when to put a layer back on, when to get the puffy, when to you know put the puffy back in the in the basket, and things like when to wear windproofing and things like that. Because there's times, especially in windproofing, that it can it could be 50 degrees outside, but a, a good wind you're going to get cold even it, even when it's 50 degrees outside. So layering is very important. And so this year I picked up a, a, a whole bunch of different. Uh, uh, Huntworth gear and I'm going to I'm going to start at the base layers. And I felt like oh, I know what I was going to say and I'm sorry to go backwards here but uh Crispies and their boots and I'm sorry. When 
you are not thinking about your hunting gear is when those products are performing the best because you should not be thinking about your boots. You shouldn't be thinking about your socks or your clothing uh, in the moment of truth, right? You shouldn't be saying, oh, my socks are uncomfortable or my boots are, I'm going to get a blister. You shouldn't be thinking about that. And when you're not thinking about that, then you know your products are working there. There's that. All right. So the base layers, I'm going to start with the, uh, the base layers here. And so for my base layers, I have the men's Bangor system. Uh, that's a mid-weight hunting base layer pant and top, uh, stretchy material, uh, mid-weight. I didn't wear the lightweight one that I had because it was cool enough to where I could get away with the, the mid-weight. And it did an excellent job of kind of breaking up the wind a little bit keeping my body warm and these are these are synthetics these are not uh, in the past I've always been a um uh god dang it what's the word I'm looking for oh a merino wool guy I've always been a, a merino wool guy and they sent me these they didn't have a, a merino option so to be honest with you I was a little hesitant at first but once I put them on and the other thing about there's there's some merino base layers out there that perform very well but some of them also itch and I don't like itching, right? And so that's something that you're thinking about. Now, in the past, I've had some other base layer companies that did a real good job with their with their uh, Merino products. But I, I went to this uh, Bangor Midweight this year and they are extremely soft. They are very soft products and they felt comfortable on my skin and they performed and really, that's all you can ask from a base layer, right? Is it wicking the sweat? Is it keeping you warm or or cool, depending on what you're trying to accomplish? Like, is it reg- helping regulate your body to a comfortable state? And it they did the job, man, right? Um, I just, there's nothing, like, again, there's nothing bad to say about it. Um, there, it I went, when I was out west or even in the tree, uh, in the tree stand so far this year, Set up a tree stand, sweat a little bit, get settled in. The base layers do their job, wick away the moisture, regulate the body, get you back to a comfortable state. Then the other layers do their jobs as well. And so um, the definitely loved, definitely loved the base layers here. Uh, what's next here? Let's go to, whoops, where are we at here? I got to go back. And still with Huntworth, uh, the pants and the bottoms, uh, or the the pants and the tops did very well. Okay, uh, insulation layer and vest. Okay, in the Whitetail Woods, on top of that, I was wearing, well, the Whitetail Woods and out west, my next layer was the Shelton Midweight Grid Fleece Hoodie. Um, it has a cell phone pocket up front. It has a big hoodie pouch up front. It's a half zip. Um, it has a, a, uh, a face gator built into it. And in the hood, um, it's like a, it's a tight to your head hood. So it's not like blinding your, uh, peripheral vision. And so I like that. That's a really badass uh, option. The thing I like about the base layers that I talked about in this hoodie is the fact that they both have thumb straps on the inside. Um, I, I almost won't even look at a base layer or the next layer that goes on 
uh, the insulation layer if it doesn't have a thumb strap in it because there's nothing worse than having to do the old kindergartner move where you grab the end of your shirt and then you grab the cuff of your, your shirt, then you have to push it through. This takes care of it for it. And I know that's something very simple, but it's uh, important to me anyway, is those thumb, those thumb straps in there, the thumb holes in it. So uh, that, that performed very well. That's what I was wearing, walking uh, to and from spotting locations. That's what I wear. I wore that on top of the base layer when I was setting up. And so it, I, I can zip it down, but then when I, when I start to cool off, I zip it up. Good to go. Now, in the tree stand, I would just throw a jacket over top of it. And because uh, Huntworth currently, I don't know what their plans are for right now. Let me make sure they don't have one before I say this. Uh, hoodies, shirts, pants, bibs, insulation layers. Uh, yeah, they don't have a puffy right now. And so I use the puffy jacket that I've been using for the past four or five years. It's an Eddie Bauer. I got it at Eddie Bauer. It's navy blue. Um, it's a puffy jacket, right? It's um, like down filled. It's either down or synthetic. I can't remember. I think it's synthetic. Filled puffy jacket, zip up, windproof, very comfortable, very good at what it does. And then I would put that over top of... Uh, the Shelton Midweight Grid, right? And so that would, well, actually, I take that back. Out west, I'll, I'll do tree stand first. So tree stand I did uh, here in Iowa, the men's Shelton hood, uh, hoodie, and that was earlier this year. And now I got to go to the jackets. And then I think it was the... Saskatoon, no, the elk skin. It was the uh, men's Elkins, E-L-K-I-N-S, midweight, soft shell grid fleece uh, pant. And that's what I wore over top of the hoodie in the tree stand. Felt very comfortable. My pant options, I do not like wearing fleece pants personally because when I walk through the woods, Thorns, beggar's lice, cockaburs, anything that sticks to anything will stick to fleece. And I have a pair of sick of pants um, sitting in my little hunting gear room that I wore two times. Walked through some weeds on a run and gun setup. And wouldn't you know, I would say they're they're about ruined. I know they have some of those burr. Uh, they call them bird paws or something like that, that you can wipe that stuff away. But there's so many on them, I didn't even take the time to do it. So I'm hoping they kind of deteriorate uh, or I can give them away to somebody or I don't know, like they they all of a sudden come off over time. But uh, that's why I don't like wearing um, wearing that type of material, except when it's a coat and except when I can pack it in to my my setup whether that's tree stand or uh or that now here's here is my favorite piece the base layers did the, their job but my favorite piece of 
Huntworth gear that I have used so far this year is the men's Durham lightweight hunting pant. Uh, and they come in solid colors. I got the brown. These are some really durable pants, man. I crossed some barbed wire. I slid in rocks trying to get into position for um, to shoot a mule deer. Um, cact, they have double knees. They have a thick crotch. And they're basically designed for for all that stuff. And especially crawling on the knees, I wasn't getting the rocks. I wasn't getting the... Uh, the thorns in through the knees as much the, the sharp everything out west tries to poke you and so um, huge fan uh, of the the men's Durham lightweight I don't know how well they're going to perform in the next couple weeks here during the Iowa rut but I might just what I did out west when the temperatures dropped I changed my base layer to a heavyweight really thick base layer and then put the um the lightweight hunting pant on top and it worked really well. And so uh, that might be what I'm doing for, uh, for the upcoming rut. But so far, huge fan of these men, the, the Durham lightweight pant, uh, definitely be using it again. Uh, I mean, all year, really any outside work, any checking trail cameras and stuff like that. Definitely very comfortable pant and I'll probably wear it some more. All right, so that was the pant. Now I got to go back to the vests here. I all over top of that Shelton hoodie. I also had the um, Elkins midweight windproof soft shell grid fleece. I'm a huge fan of. I'm a huge fan of vests. My fingers get cold, but my like from my wrist to my shoulder on my arm doesn't necessarily get cold my core my core gets cold uh, and my toes get cold but from my ankles to my waist don't get very cold and my arms don't so that's why I kind of like a a, a vest this vest was awesome Uh, I would put it on over top of my my hoodie that I had and then and then when it was really cold that's when I would put that Eddie Bauer puffy over top of it and that that did the trick. And then when it got really cold, then that's when I put the uh, Elkins, uh, the Elkins uh, jacket over top of that yet. And so there's lots of room and it felt really good. And, and so huge fan of that vest as well. Um, I, I definitely recommend the vest, the pants to me stood out the most, but um, the Durham, pant definitely stood out the most the Shelton love it the base layers love it so um, one thing that I would recommend is don't necessarily take my word for the Huntworth clothing I I feel that they do they they make an excellent product and I'll be I'll even go one step further and say that they make an excellent product that compares to some of the other elite brands out there and I know some people who are really brand loyal with some of those other elite brands will say, uh, no way, no way. Uh, I'll say yes way to that. So, so go check out Huntworth. Um, I'm, I think they have a rut sale going on right now. I'm not sure how long it goes, but if you're looking for discounted clothing, now might be the time to pick up your Huntworth because uh, of, this, of this really big sale that's going on right now. What else was I going to say? Oh, 
go check out the hunting gear podcast that I did specifically with, with Huntworth. And that might help you make a, a better decision on uh, what, you know, whether or not you want to go check them out, but I recommend them. They're pretty good. Uh, if, if you're looking for high quality, but a little bit less of a price point, um, they, they say, well, what they say is that it's 90, like 85, 90% of the quality of some of the elite brands, but for like 40 to 50% of the cost. And so you're really, you're really looking at a very high quality piece of clothing for uh, a lesser price point. So uh, go check that out. Other than that, you know, I wanted to keep this episode quick. Um, those are the products that have stood out to me so far this year. Um, I do have a couple screwing items, accessories for, for actually in the stand that I'll be messing around with throughout the rut that I'm going to like more of a tree stand, uh, specifically tree stand setups. Um, I'm going to pr- probably in the next one, I'll be able to talk about the saddles that I've used uh, so far this year, the Phantom XL and then the lockdown. Uh, so far this year, I'll probably review those on a s- separate podcast, probably in the next couple weeks. And so really looking forward to talk, like using those products, putting them through the ringer and then talking to you about them here on the on the podcast. So I really appreciate you guys uh, taking your time out of your day to listen to this episode. Please go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, let everybody know that this is a really good, reliable podcast, relatable podcast. Uh, Go check out codebluesense.com. I specifically would say go check out the Mox Grape Kit, but they make so many other good products. And they're, um, they're the first company that I've ever heard especially in scents and scent elimination, use the term quality control. When I, when I had the um, uh, opportunity to talk with someone from Code Blue Scents, they brought up the term quality control. And I like that because I come from a lean manufacturing background back in the day before, I, well, lean principles, really. And what that is is um, the most output with the least effort. Uh, to make make things lean and then one way to continue to learn and have a better process is to do quality control right and make sure your products are fit a quality standard and so they're they're the only scent company that i've ever heard say you know use the term quality control so that that really stood out for me uh so that's code blue other than that guys a good luck to all of you in the upcoming weeks Uh, be sure to tune in to a variety of different podcasts on the sportsman's empire uh, podcast network throughout the next couple weeks lots of excellent content coming out of the the empire and uh, good luck to all of you wear your safety harness be safe out there and go slay a child